A Typical Artist presents Look Up Created by Brigham Snow This is episode 10, our finale, re-entry. Thank you, boys, for the invite. And the sand. So much sand. Aunt Winnie, come here. Take a look. You should see this, Wit. Oh, all right. What do I get to call you, Greg? You can't exactly shorten your name like you've so artfully done with mine. Unless you like Gre. Dad, let her look. Fine, fine. Here you go. Cool, right? It's very cool. So this is what you've both been up to these last two weeks? More or less. Uh Uh-huh. I'm willing to bet more, Lincoln. Dad. My, my. This is beautiful, Emmett. We'd already looked at Mars, but I figured since re-entry is tomorrow... (sighs) I can't believe it. And uh, Mars is the whole reason we're all here. I thought we could take another look. How did this all start? Sneaking out in the middle of the night to look through the telescope. Don't think for a second you're getting off easy on that. That's not fair. We didn't have to tell you about this, but we did because we wanted to do something nice. You still have been sneaking out without permission in a city you don't know, in a car you do not own, young man. Oh, relax, Greg. You're okay with this? I'm rarely okay with anything, but these boys found something constructive to do after being carted out to this ridiculous state. What do you want them to do in their spare time? Bath salts? You know how many crazy Florida man stories I've seen on the news since we've got here? You're not doing bath salts, right boys? No, we're not doing bath salts. It's true that she's never okay with anything. Especially bath salts. And I said rarely okay, not never. Now, this is very blurry, but that little white section at its top Is that... An ice cap. Isn't that something? And where were they this whole time? See that darker section near the bottom? Uh, yes. That's the Valles Marineris. Hmm. Sounds like a red sauce. It's a massive canyon. It's actually the length of the U.S. Oh, my. That's where they were. Somewhere in there. Now, why there? Dad, you know this. Mom talked about it all the time. My sister couldn't be bothered to tell me. I think she saw me more as a babysitter than a curious mind. No offense, Emmett. Only some taken. It's a tectonic crack in the planet's crust. The thought is that the channels near the eastern flank were eroded by water. Well, if it's water we're looking for, why not go to the ice caps? See? I can reason these things out. Yeah, why again? Because the poles were seen as too dangerous for a first mission to Mars. Rovers had already landed in the region, and it was determined safe. Sorry, Emmett, but I knew that one. 
It's all very fascinating. But what I'm more interested in is my first question. How did this all start? Three years ago, actually. You've been sneaking out to a beach on the eastern seaboard every night for the last three years? Did you get points for miles? Because NASA sent us out here on coach, and I think I deserve a little upgrade for being so understanding about all this. No, Aunt Whitney. When they left three years ago, we used to sneak out to Deering Park back in Houston and just talk. Oh. Help to not be alone in this, you know? Is that what you felt? Alone? Both of you? Kind of, yeah. No, not kind of. He's right. Very alone. Emmett, don't glare at Mr. Chisholm. It's rude. I didn't teach you that. You've got a good one there, Lincoln. I know. Greg. We could have done a better job. We could have. We're sorry, boys. We had each other until we didn't, but we fixed that. So you haven't been together for three years? I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline. No. No, we were friends. We've been friends. Well, not even friends for all that time. That's my fault. I kind of... I don't know. We were going through stuff, and we weren't the best friends to each other until we reconnected out here. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Me too, boo-boo. Boo-boo? Oh, should I have not? Aunt Whitney. Boo-boo? You just had to. I'm sorry, boo-boo. Oh, gosh, dang it, I did it again. Stop, just stop. Leave your aunt alone, boo-boo. Don't. (laughs) Boo-boo. I'm sorry. It's what his moms and I have always called him. I like it. Mr. Chisholm, tell me there's something embarrassing about Lincoln that you can share. Don't turn this around on me. I think it's sweet they call you... Boo-boo. Enough, you. Seriously, I bet when you hear your mom call you that again, you'll love it. Maybe. It's been so long. Yes, it has. It's been too long since we've seen each other, Whit. Yes. (laughs) Remember buckaroos? Oh, my, yes. The boot? Oh, the boot! What? Yeah, what? It was a bar we would all go to during your mom's training. You would both be in bed, and we'd sneak out so the girls could unwind with the family a bit. It's where your mom's asked me to be your guardian. Wait. Yeah, wait a second. Oh, dear. The hypocrisy, huh? You think? You guys are upset that we've been sneaking out, and you left actual children alone so you could drink out of a boot, I'm guessing? Ah, the boot. The boot! Seriously? Hey, I'm fine with you both doing this. Don't come after me. We're adults. You're underage. I'm 16. Still underage. I saw that smile. Both of you. Stop. (laughs) Fine. So, what was it like for you? I mean during all of this, after they left. Lincoln and I have talked a lot about what it's been like for us, but if I'm being honest, and I know he feels the same way too, 
You guys haven't really been open about everything. I think we each, and I'll speak for myself, um, but I'm sure Wit is of a similar thinking, but um, there was, I guess, a need to try to bring some stability to everything during a situation that was out of our control. Stability? You definitely failed there. Maybe. Maybe? Okay, yes. And where you and I are right now, I'm glad it's improving, but it's far from where it should be, and that's my fault. I'm the adult. I'm the dad. The goal was to not worry you with my worries. I'll chime in here, too. Emmett, I think I was so mad at my sister for doing this. I didn't want you to resent them like I did. Like I still do, if we're passing the truth stick around. Truth stick? Aunt Whitney, no. No more. Oh, sorry, Lincoln. I'll explain. In our house, we have a stick that we both decorated, and if that person is holding that stick, then we know they're telling the truth. Oh my god, really? Kill me now. Don't make fun. I think we could have used one of those. It's an honor system, right? Yes. So you're mad at them too? I am. And you, Mr. Chisholm? I am. So we're all mad at them? I think in our own ways. But yes, I think we're all in agreement here. I didn't think you were angry like we were. Emmett, you've been angry? I've only ever heard you talk about your moms with pride. I'm proud of them, for sure, but they just left. We weren't part of the discussion. And like, how could we be? They talked about duty and exploration and making the future better because of what they might find out there. I got the same talk. This has been my whole thing. Dad, you want to talk about not feeling in control? Nobody asked me what I thought. Since the moment you guys told me we were leaving L.A. I understand. And just so you know, I got the same talk too. I'm not saying I'm guiltless in this, but I know what it feels like to be discounted for the bigger picture, the greater good. We had the talk, along with some others. How could we argue with something so noble? And what they did was noble, make no mistake, my frustrations aside. I suppose it's a whole need to be selfish to be unselfish sort of thing. They needed to do this for everyone else. It couldn't just be about us. But it should have been. We're their kids. I mean, Emin and I had to grow up without them. Three years is a long time without a mom. Yeah. And a dad. I'm so sorry for not being there for you. Through all of this. And for... For everything. I hope you can forgive me and we can... We can figure this out. Yeah, I'm working on it. This really is a lovely place. It is. So, uh, Lincoln. Hmm? Emmett tells me you're a very good singer-songwriter. 
Oh. I'm okay. He's being modest. Wait, what's this? Lincoln? You didn't know, Mr. Chisholm? Son, you play? Uh, yeah, Dad. My guitar I gave you? Wait, what? Yeah, I learned how to play. I thought you hated it. I gave it to you for your last birthday in Los Angeles. I thought it was just collecting dust in the closet. No, I, I play it. I write on it. Like songs? Yeah. You sing? Yeah. Hi, Lincoln. This is Greg. Greg, meet Lincoln. God, I swear. Men and communication. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, I know why you didn't tell me. Gosh, I wish you told me. You, you play. Wow. You gave him your guitar? You play too? Yeah, that's how I met Lincoln's mother. An open mic back in L.A. You were a musician, Greg? How did I not know this? I've known you both for years. You've known us since we relocated to Texas for training. And if you remember, all we did was talk about the mission. Hmm. I suppose so. Oh my. Astronauts can be self-absorbed. Can't they? I'm kidding. Uh, we all understood why we were there. So, wait. Lincoln, how long have you been playing? Since the week that you gave it to me. Three years ago? Yeah. I wish you told me. I wish a lot of things were different, Dad. I've been angry at you. I wasn't really going to do anything that made you think we were alike or anything. Huh. Lincoln. I'm not going to pretend everything's okay, Emmett. That's how everything went to shit in the first place. Language. No, no. He's right. It's... It's all right. I'm just... So happy you play. He does more than play. He writes these amazing songs, and he's so talented. You should hear him. I'd like that. I'd like that too, Lincoln. So, Mars. Can I look again? Yeah. I can't believe they made it this late. They're still going. This was a good idea. What? Inviting them here or ditching them up there so we can hang on our own for a bit? Both. Hey! Sorry, had to. <laughs> you and your dad are being pretty open about stuff. That's good. Yeah. It's early days. Well, day, really. It's not all going to get better right away. But you're being really understanding. It's nice. I'm tired of being not nice. It doesn't, like, achieve anything. This whole time I was trying to make him miserable, to make others miserable by being distant or whatever, because I was miserable. It just made me feel worse. Yeah. Nights like these? I don't know. Being out here with you reminded me what it was like to not be angry. It's 
great. <laughs> he seemed happy about the musician thing. Yeah. It's cool. So is Whitney. She's something. She's actually really cool. I think that's the three glasses of rosé that she drank before coming here. Oh. Hence the taxi. Yeah, that was, that was old school. She has strong opinions when it comes to apps and everything else. The anxiety is real with that one. But when she gets comfortable, she's pretty cool. If I was holding the honesty stick, I'd say she is very cool. I hate that you know about that. Hey. What? You want to know something else about me? Yes, please. Okay. I've got something. Something you don't even know about from when we were back in Texas. Something I don't think I totally understood until now. What? Okay, so... We were hanging out on our hill. It was around 1 a.m., I think, and... Remember that night the police were out in the park? When we ran and hid in that... That, like, cement construction pipe thing? Yeah, the tunnel. Well, when we were in there, if you remember, you fell asleep. I did? Yeah. Okay. What's the embarrassing part? You were there, and your head was on my shoulder, and I could smell your hair, by the way, and it was, like, really nice. But the thing about that night, when we were in there... Yeah? I, like... I broke down. What? Why? I didn't even cry when my mom left. But why? Did I do something? No, no. It it wasn't you, it was me. You disappeared pretty soon after that. It, is that why? I... I didn't... I don't get it. What happened? Why, why were you crying? The crying isn't the point. That's, that's not why I'm bringing it up. Everything finally hit me. My mom being gone, issues with my dad, me losing interest in school. Everything came into focus. Except I wasn't sad. I was like, I was bitter. And you were asleep on me, and I smelled you, and you were so warm, and everything was so cold around us. And I realized that I, that I liked you, like the way I do now, the way I, I love you. But I was a kid, and I wasn't ready to say love or anything, not even to myself. But why did you leave? Because, and this is why I'm bringing it up, like, what I get now. But in that moment, I realized that nothing was permanent. Nothing lasts. Nothing stays. Nothing is promised, like at all. You grow up thinking your parents will always be around and that they have all the answers and, and are there to look after you. And then you finally wake up when they keep disappointing you. And you realize you, you can't hold on to anything. But you were holding on to me then, Lincoln. 
and I'm holding on to you now. And I'm not letting go this time. But that's the reason I bailed. I got scared. I didn't want to be that vulnerable with a person again. I didn't want to admit to myself, and to especially you, that having you knocked out on my shoulder was the happiest I think I had ever been. I was afraid if I did, then it would be real, and then it could be taken away. That it would be taken away, like everything else. I was so happy in the idea of falling from that height. I just, I didn't have it in me. I wish I did because I could have been holding your hand like I am right now through everything. And maybe neither of us would have had such a hard time. I tease you about stuff like taking chances, overplanning the, the stuff you rag on yourself about, but that's, it's not being brave. Being able to do that stuff isn't what makes a person brave. You're, you're the brave one because you didn't give up on me. Everything can fall apart at any moment. But I don't want to live like that. Like clenching and waiting for it to happen. You said didn't. What? Back there, you, you corrected yourself and said you don't get it, but before you said didn't. Yeah. Well, while we're admitting stuff, I was awake. You were? Sorry. Wait, so you didn't fall asleep? Nope. Why did you... You heard me crying? You just let me... I, I'm so embarrassed right now. Shit. Don't be. I... I was tired, yeah. But I liked being next to you, and I put my head on your shoulder, hoping you wouldn't wake me up or move me, and you didn't. It was really nice. And then you started crying, and at first I thought I should wake up and see what's wrong, but... It was quiet, and I felt bad, and then I thought maybe me being there with you without seeming like I was judging you, or you feeling self-conscious, I could maybe help. And then I thought that was maybe selfish and intrusive or something. But then it went on too long, and I was afraid I'd be too obvious, and you'd realize I was pretending the whole time. I can't believe it. Please don't be mad. I'm not mad. I wanted to be a good friend to you. Obviously, I wanted to be more. I did too. But I didn't know that. I just thought that you were going through stuff. Which you were. And I felt safe with you. And I wanted you to feel safe too. I can't believe you were awake. Promise you're not mad. I know trust isn't an easy thing for you. And the fact that I lied to you, I, I, I don't want you... I love you.
You're a good person. I'm actually glad we have that memory together. You knew the whole time something was up with me. But you didn't know I had feelings for you? No. I hoped, but that felt like hoping for too much. I, I kept telling myself that night, just look up. Look up, Emmett. Look up at him and, and tell him that it'll be alright. Tell him that you like being here with him. Just look up. I can look up at the sky. I can trace constellations. I can see what's special out there in space. And all I had to do in that moment was look up. Trace the constellations in your eyes, like right now. Wipe away your tears and tell you that you're the most special thing I've ever seen in my whole life. More special than anything I've ever looked at through my telescope. I really love you, Emmett. I really love you too. I'm glad you told me. Me too. Oh, do you think they saw us kissing? Oh, they definitely did. But I saw your aunt swap my dad to look away and give us some privacy. She is really cool. Hey, look up there. What? They're up there. They're coming home tomorrow. Less than 24 hours. Shit, less than 12. They'll be here. Yeah. Pretty soon, no more beach nights. Yeah. Back to Texas. Yeah. There's that party tomorrow night. It's going to be crazy. The whole day, news crews and crowds, and it's going to be exhausting. Yeah. We're going to have to prop them up to get through the day. It's way past their bedtimes. Should we get them home? Probably. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. How does it happen? While NASA was working to regain signal, the crew was beginning the descent sequence. It's a series of phasing burns to lower its orbit. It takes about two days to position into the re-entry corridor. What's that? It's this small space, this narrow region that a re-entry vehicle has to fly through. Has to? Has to. If the capsule goes above it, they can skip out and slingshot away from us. And below? It burns up. Next, they jettison the trunk. It's what got them all the way back here. 33 tons of rocket fuel was spent getting back here. There's enough left for an emergency orbit, but luckily they didn't need it. They've already separated. 25 seconds to re-entry interface. What's happening now? They're entering the Earth's atmosphere at about 20,000 miles per hour. 
30 times faster than the speed of sound. 10 times faster than the bullet out of a gun. Blackout. Loss of radio contact. What does that mean? We lost them? What's happening? They lose contact for a minute during re-entry. Why? Because the capsule is creating a drag force with the atmosphere that's heating the capsule up to almost as hot as the sun. Are they safe? There's a heat shield. They're as safe as they can be. They're in the atmosphere. They made it through. They're through? Unable to re-establish contact. What does that mean? Something's wrong with the radio signal. Is that serious? We've lost radio, but we have them in our sights. Decent trajectory looks good. Now, out go the parachutes. Then what? Then the capsule slows down to 20 miles per hour. Then what? We wait. Touchdown in the Atlantic in five, four, three, two, one. Did they make it? Hey. Oh, hi, Lincoln. Did you get a chance to see your mother yet? It is a shame they have all been quarantining separately. How's she doing? Uh, she's fine. You must be so happy she's back. Aren't you relieved after everything? They made it. Yeah, I am. Unfair they don't get to come to their own welcome home party. But NASA sure does put on a bash, don't they? Or you think they could spring for better accommodations and travel, but I'm sure they'd have to sacrifice the party ice sculptures and what have you. Yeah, uh, have you seen Emmett? Sorry, no, sweetie. He may be back at observation with his moms. He isn't, I checked. Oh, oh, well, I don't know. Did you check the restrooms? I'll, I'll keep looking for him. Sure, he'll turn up. He's been looking forward to today for three years. We all have. He's here somewhere in this mob. Did you tell him yet? Not yet. Well, go find him. You're a good one. Lincoln! Thanks. You came. I came. I was hoping you'd come. Why didn't you tell me you'd be out here? I looked around the ballroom for 40 minutes. You did? 
Oh, sorry. Your aunt is drunk. She told me to look for you in the restrooms. It's where I spend most high school dances. Well, if I went to your high school, you wouldn't have to hide. We'd be out there in the middle of the dance floor making everybody jealous. Wait. I don't have to, like, be a student at your school to go to a dance, right? I don't think so. Homecoming. Yeah? Definitely homecoming. I'll go to yours and you can come to mine. That sounds amazing. What are you doing out here anyway? We don't have many nights like this left, and... I don't know. I, I saw my moms. They're here. They're safe. I don't care about some party. If I can't visit with them at observation, I'm not going to sweat in some suit packed in with a bunch of old people. You look very cute in your suit right now, by the way. So do you. Can't believe all this is over. Me either. How are your moms? Tired, but happy. Mine too. I told them about us. Really? Yeah. They were excited. Happy for me. For us. I told her too. You did? Of course I did. She wanted to know what the best thing that happened when she was away was. I said you. And my dad agreed with me. And she was okay with everything? More than okay. I think she picked up on the weirdness between me and him, and I'm sure they're going to have the conversation soon. But today, it was just all about being together again. Yeah. It's going to get more complicated before it gets better. Whatever they decide. Personally, I think counseling. I'm like, ready to tell them I'd show up for some of it if it would help. I think all of us have work to do to come out on the other side of it. You know... Oh, I know that voice. You're going to make a dumb joke or say something that could be said with a side-eye emoji. Fine, never mind. No, no, tell me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I swear. I don't know if you deserve my side-eye emoji talk. I do. Not only do I deserve it, but I love it and I want it. Please continue. I was going to say... The suits. The whole vibe. It's like... After a dance when... You know, couples go off, and... <laughs> I'm just saying, if this was really an after-dance thing, wouldn't we be like... You know. Really? That's where your mind's at? Yours isn't? Not entirely. I'm just saying. Our first time isn't going to be covered in sand. Yeah. You're probably right. You think? It's a hot idea, though, right? Wait, am I am I moving too fast? Nope. I feel like all this happened so fast. It did. Are you nervous? About that? Yeah. Not really. I know what I'm feeling. This isn't just some crush. That's how I feel too. Get over here. Why? Just get over here. Look through the eyepiece. Oh, brought some juice pouches. You get me. I do. 
look through the eyepiece. What am I looking at? The moon again? Yeah, it's your favorite. This is true. It had me thinking. Where we've been doing this every night, the beach, the ocean, how the capsule comes from space and lands in the ocean. Us looking up at space, we're orbiting a star, the moon orbits us, the capsule too the other night. It's all connected. We're all connected. That's a cool way to think about it. And the moon, well, the moon affects the tides, so right now it's high tide. Yeah, I knew that about the moon. Technically, the sun and the moon both affect the ocean, but the moon has the greatest gravitational pull. So the moon being on our side, it causes the Earth's water to bulge towards it. Okay. It got me thinking about how my love of astronomy, how you like the moon, our parents being out there in space, all of these factors, big and small, add up to a gravitational pull. All of these things pulled us together, good and bad, monumental and inconsequential. Each of our sexualities, you moving from L.A. to Houston, our own problems when our moms left, seeing each other in news things when we were apart, this beach, all of it. It's the moon. And you and me, we're the ocean. That's pretty... And not just that, but oceans are big and terrifying and changing full of undertoes and waves and creatures and things we've never seen before. Do you know how much we've seen of the ocean? Uh, us-us or, like, people? People. Uh, no idea. 20%. That's it? That's it. 80% of the ocean we've never seen or experienced. We don't know what's out there. And you and I, what we're doing who we are to each other, and the world out there for us, we don't know what's out there. Wait, you're not breaking up with me, are you? No. No, like the opposite of that. Then what are you talking about? I'm talking about how there's so much out there to see and experience and figure out. You and me. And I can't do that in Austin. At least not immediately. What are you saying? I'm saying I talked to my moms. I told them about my Austin plans for after high school. Were they excited? Yeah. Okay. But then I told them, no matter what, I'm gonna push it off. What do you mean? I'm gonna take a gap year, or two, I don't know. I'm sort of making this up as I go along. What are you talking about? I'm going to take the time off from school and studies and everything so I can live a little, experience a little more, make up for time lost. And I want to do that with you, if you like that idea. So, not go to Austin in two years? Stay in Houston and take a break? No, I mean travel. I mean, live a little and try other things. I know I love space, and it's not going anywhere. (laughs) I love my moms, and now that they're home, I know they're not going anywhere, at least not off the planet. And you, 
I want to go wherever you go, and I want you to go wherever I go. You want to just... Just take a chance. And hold your hand doing it. Just like we did that night out in the surf. Just like our parents did crashing into that big ocean earlier today. I know I'm mixing up my metaphors, but the idea is the same. You, me, and living life a little. What do you think? Yes. Really? Of course. Yes. A thousand times yes. We can use some of my college savings and just... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It is. You and me, we're going to find the other 80%. I'm in. I'm so happy. You brought the telescope out here for that setup? The whole metaphor thing about moons and oceans and stuff? Too much. Just the right amount. Good. Does your aunt know about this plan? We talked about it last night after we got back. She nudged me in the right direction. You all planned so far in advance. This isn't planning. Yes, it is. It's planning to not plan. You somehow found a way to schedule spontaneity. Baby steps. I think it's cute. And you can write music and busk in Paris or Rio or I don't know, but we can figure it out together. We'll spend the rest of high school doing what we love. You writing, me with my studies, and then we can go out and find what else we love. I mean, we can do that these next couple of years, too. I want to change how I live my life. And it's because of you. You gave me the push I needed. I feel brave. I've spent my whole life observing things. Too cautious to go out and just not think and do it. Let's not think and do it, then. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, now what? That was it. That was the big thing, why I was out here. And you think I'm savvy. Do you want me to help pack up the telescope? Yes, please. I really love this place. Me too. So, speaking of plans... What? You're not the only one with plans. What? I spoke with your aunt, and she's going to talk to your parents. I've already talked to mine. And I talked to Dennis. What's going on? What's this? Happy late birthday. You got me something? Well, it was my idea, yeah. And I asked Dennis, and he's going to make it happen. Wait, what is this? The very large array in New Mexico. If you had gone with your aunt, you wouldn't have been able to actually visit. It would have been from the outside. You'd see it, but, like, not really. It's an application Dennis is going to get approved. Turns out he's always wanted to see it, too. Him and his husband. His husband? Wait, what? Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Okey-doo. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so next month they're going to meet us in Houston, and the four of us are going to head to New Mexico and check it out. What? Are you serious? Yeah, it's a government thing or whatever, and NASA can make it happen. They're finally good for something. I can't believe it. You like it? I love it. 
Oh my god, I can't, be- I, I, I can't believe you did this. It's really Dennis, but yeah, you're right. He's looking out for us. He has a husband. Yeah. I guess lending you the guitar and everything, he saw it. He knew something was up. That's so funny. Did you see all the stuff about the Mars boys today? Yep. They caught us holding hands on the observation deck. Yeah. I feel like I can breathe now. Not just here, but out there. I feel like I'm excited for the first time in forever. I'm ready to be all of me and not shut the world out. I'm, I'm ready for the world. I'm, I'm ready for the adventures. I'm ready too. Hey. What? One more dip. Wait, what? Come on. One more swim. Uh... Come on, what about that 80%? Oh, wow. What? Look up there. What are you looking at? Near Orion's belt. I don't see it. It looks like... Like... A distraction! Hey, wait, that's cheating! Last one in has to... (laughs) Yeah, what? Has to, uh... (laughs) I don't know, but I'm winning. (laughs) No! is a production of Atypical Artists. This was the finale of our show. The voice of Emmett is Evan Bittencourt. The voice of Lincoln is Brigham Snow. The voice of Aunt Whitney is Rachel Dahlenberg. The voice of Mr. Chisholm is Matt Fowler. Look Up is created, written, directed, sound designed, and produced by Brigham Snow, and executive produced by Lauren Shippen. Foley by Roel Vega and Brigham Snow. Theme and music by Imprisoned. Special thanks to Lillian Holman, Jordan Cope, James Bernard, and The Menaces. For more information on Look Up, head to atypicalartist.co and make sure to check out our other shows while you're there. Thank you for listening, and we hope that every day you can find the courage to love, live, forgive, and look up.